This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. Have you been experiencing suffering and wondered how you can keep going? Let's explore some words of life from Jesus in our sermon series called It's a Hard Knock Life. With today's message, How Do I Get Through It? As the song from the musical Annie says, it's a hard knock life. Today we're going to take a look at how to keep going during the hard knocks of life. I hope you'll stay with us. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Almighty and merciful God, we give you thanks for another day of life with you. It's so good to know that you love us and want to have a relationship with us. You showed us that truth when you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus, into the world to die and rise again, to reconcile us to yourself. So help us, Lord, to always trust you. Amen. for today is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning at verse 7. The Apostle Paul is writing, 
But we have this treasure in clay jars, so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and doesn't come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. For while we live, we're always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. But just as we have the same spirit and faith that is in accordance with Scripture, which says, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will bring us with you into his presence. Yeah, everything is for your sake, so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God, so we don't lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasted away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure, because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. I have a maker. He formed my heart. Before even time began, my life was in His hand. Friends, I'm sure you've figured out by now that followers of Jesus Christ are not exempt from hardships just because we happen to be following Jesus. 
There's no special inoculation from suffering for the Christ follower, for the one who serves him. That truth can really bother us sometimes, especially when a hardship comes. I think sometimes we get it in our heads that we ought to have a little bit of entitlement since we're connected to God through Jesus. I remember a humorous little story about St. Teresa of Villa. She seemed to have a bit of that feeling about her. She was a little spitfire nun way back when in the early days of the church and instrumental in setting up many convents. One day she was walking to one of those convents and a rainstorm came up and she was walking on the path and she kind of lost her way and she fell off the embankment. It was so slippery. She fell face first into this mud puddle. And uh, as she picked herself up from the puddle and wiped the mud away, she looked up to the heavens and said to God, If this is how you treat your friends, no wonder you have so few of them. (laughs) Maybe you've wondered that yourself. Well, Paul the Apostle knew this truth well, as he describes his life to a congregation in Corinth, in the nation of Greece. As he reflects on his tough times with them, He shares these truths that have proven helpful for him to keep going and I believe are helpful for us in our own journey through life that sometimes throws hard knocks our way. First of all, Paul announces to them, he says, I want you to know I'm not thinking I'm any big deal at all. I'm a clay jar, but I have this treasure in me. That could be said about any one of you if you've have Jesus Christ in your life. When Paul talks about the treasure, he's talking about the gospel, the good news of what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. We were lost in our sinfulness. God came to be with us through his son, Jesus Christ. Christ went to the cross and died for us. So God is for us, paying for our sinfulness. And when we receive him into our lives, we have God dwelling in us through the power of his spirit forever and ever. We have salvation. That was Paul's message. He says, I have this treasure and I know that I'm a clay jar. God chooses to use clay jars. And they knew exactly what he was talking about when he said clay jar to describe himself. A clay jar was something that was an ordinary utensil that may not look very impressive, but it was usable. And clay jars are fragile easily cracked and chipped. Paul says, I'm a clay jar chosen by God to bring this treasure that is within me into the lives of others. And why does God use clay jars? He says, he explains it so that people can see that the extraordinary power comes from God, not us. God's working in us. God uses the weak to bring himself glory. This work that we're doing is God's doing. All the results are to his glory. We as messengers are the ordinary vessels through which the gospels carried to the ends of the earth. And rather than sit around and regret our weaknesses, we are able to rejoice that God so wondrously uses that very weakness in us to his glory. I'm a clay jar. I have this treasure within me. 
Next, he says, this clay jar, by the way, has taken quite a beating. I mean, Jesus said one time, in this world you will have trial and tribulation. Fear not, I've overcome the world. I have experienced that firsthand, Paul would say. He says, I've been afflicted in every way. To be afflicted is to be pressured, stressed, feeling trapped, under great, great strain. He says, I've been perplexed, bewildered, oftentimes confused, wondering, so what now? Ever experienced being perplexed? He says, I've also been persecuted. I mean, I've been hounded by my foes and picked on and beaten and jailed and people have even tried to take my life. And he said, and I've been struck down again and again. I've been knocked literally to the ground. Maybe he had in mind the time when he was at Lystra. We read about it in the book of Acts. And they took stones and tried to stone him to death on the outskirts of town. But he managed to escape. As you go to chapter 11, he describes some of this in detail about being flogged and whipped and uh, putting himself in danger, the danger of Mother Nature as he traveled, the danger of bandits, the danger of, of opponents, people that hate him. He talked about the pressures of these churches that he was trying to start and keep going. I mean, he really knew basically firsthand about what Jesus meant when he said, you'll have trouble. You know, he spent about a quarter of his ministry time in prison. In Christian History Magazine, it describes what life imprisonment was like. He said Roman imprisonment was preceded by being stripped naked and then flogged, humiliating, painful, and bloody ordeal. The bleeding wounds went untreated as prisoners sat in painful leg or wrist chains. Mutilated, blood-stained clothing was never replaced, even in the cold of winter. The cells were dark, especially the inner cells of a prison, like the one Paul inhabited in Philippi. Unbearable cold, lack of water, cramped quarters, and sickening stench from no toilets made sleeping difficult and waking hours miserable. And because of the miserable conditions, many prisoners begged for a speedy death, and others simply committed suicide. And it's in settings like this that Paul would oftentimes compose his letters to his congregations. Notice, though, that with all of this hardship that he describes, there are four buts in this poetic passage that he's sharing with them. He says, I am afflicted in every way, but I'm not crushed. I've been hard-pressed, but never driven to give up. I keep going. I've been perplexed, but not driven to despair. I've, of course, been bewildered along the way, but I've never wanted to quit, give up. I've been persecuted, but never forsaken or abandoned by God. He's never left my side. I've been struck down, but I've not been destroyed. I've been knocked to the ground, but not permanently grounded. And then he sums it up. says, I'm always carrying in my body the death, the suffering of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in my body. You see, he believed that as he lived a life of suffering for the sake of the gospel, that it actually would have an impact on people's lives. I heard a story about a missionary, 
daughter of a missionary to the Congo Republic. She told this story to Leith Anderson, a fellow pastor. As a little girl, she participated in a day-long rally to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the coming of missionaries to that part of Africa. At the close of the long day of speeches and music, an old, old man stood before the crowd and insisted on speaking. He soon would die, he said, if he didn't speak, information that he alone possessed would go with him to his grave. He said that when the missionaries arrived, his people thought them strange and their message dubious. The tribal leaders decided to test the missionaries by slowly poisoning them to death. Over a period of months and years, missionary children died one by one. Then the old man said it was as we watched how they died that we decided we wanted to live as Christians. You see, those who died painful, strange deaths never knew why they were dying or what the impact of their lives and deaths would be. But through it all, they did not leave. They kept going. They stayed because they trusted Jesus Christ. And lives got changed. Now imagine you're a reporter for the Corinth Gazette. And you've heard about Paul, and so you do an interview with him. And he shares with you stories filled with adventure and successes, as well as lots of stories about the hardships he went through in serving Christ. And you get to one point in the conversation and you ask him, Paul, how do you do it? What keeps you from giving up? What keeps you from losing heart? Keeps you going instead of getting caught up in a never-ending pity party and cowering in a corner saying, nobody likes me, everybody hates me, guess I'll go eat worms. And Paul would say, it's quite simple. He says, number one, in all of this, God is with me. It's not me keeping myself going. It's the presence and power of God in me. He had that personal relationship with God. And he says the Lord was saving him from being crushed, from despair, from abandonment, and from destruction. He says the results of my ministry and the power to persevere during the hard times came not from me, from God. He gave God the glory. He said, by the way, another reason why I was able to keep going is I, I, I'm staying plugged into that power that God offers. You see in verse 16, Paul says, So we don't lose heart, for while our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. How did Paul receive daily renewal within? We read again and again that he was a man of prayer. He was always asking for prayer from others as he wrote them letters, but he also talked about how he was constantly in prayer. And you see it in the stories of Paul as well in the book of Acts. He was a man of prayer, and when you're a man of prayer or a woman of prayer, you have the working of the Holy Spirit in you. You've opened up your life. He's promised that he'll come in and sup with you and you with him. That's all prayer is, opening the door and inviting him in. He says, and besides that, I'm keeping my eye on the big picture. That's the third thing. I know where I'm going. I'm going to heaven someday. These afflictions are really nothing compared to what's waiting for me in heaven. He talks about the weight of glory. 
I got my eye in the big picture. I know suffering's not the last word, Paul says. And he says, and I, and I, I managed to, this, I, he says, I'm staying focused on my purpose. Remembering daily that I'm a, an ambassador for Jesus Christ. I've got a calling on my life. And I'm always on call, whether I'm feeling good or not. On call to share that eternal life with others. And then Paul says, finally, I don't just endure my problems. You see, I, I employ them. I don't just endure problems. I employ them. When you think about what you're reading here, basically Paul is giving a testimony to the power of God in his life. And what he's ta- as he talks about his suffering, what's he doing? He's using his suffering to promote the gospel. God's getting me through this. You see, when people see the scars and the wounds in your life, they listen as they watch you keep going. The light of Christ has an opportunity to spill out of you when your clay jar is cracked. You're taking it on the chin by something that life has handed you. And it pours into the lives of others. A friend of mine, Phyllis Fife, recently fell. She was 90 about, I believe, and she fell down the steps and broke her hip. When I went to see her in the hospital a couple days later after surgery, I said, how did you manage to get to the, to the, the ambulance to come? Because she lives by herself. She said, I crawled over to the couch, hoisted myself up on one leg, opened the closet next to the couch, which had a cane inside, and then I dragged myself over to the phone on called the ambulance. I said, how did, that must have hurt. She said, it was very painful. I said, how did you do it? And she smiled and said with a twinkle in her eye, well, you know, God is with me. That sounds just like Paul, doesn't it? Using her suffering to give a testimony to the power of God working in her. I have another friend who recently passed away and he had ALS. He stood before, and didn't stand in his wheelchair before our congregation on Thanksgiving. As we talked about how can you give thanks in even tough circumstances. And he said, life has dealt me a, a rough hand. I said, how do you do it? He said, there's a Bible verse I hang on to. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My friend, see, promoted the gospel with his suffering. And I've been with many a family around a hospital bed, watching a loved one ready to graduate into heaven. It's a mother or a father or a grandparent. And they smile and say to their children, I've heard this so many times, you don't have to worry about me. I know where I'm going. Jesus has prepared a place for me in his heaven. And I'm ready to go. And then moving on to talk to the children about how important it is to trust Jesus. That person that I've seen do it many a time is enduring a problem, but not in just enduring a problem, but employing the hardship to give a testimony, to bring God glory. So, my fellow crackpots, Here's what worked for that ordinary, fragile crackpot named Paul in his times of suffering. I would invite you today 
to take this list of how to keep going and use it. Scripture isn't here just for us to know. It's for us to apply in our lives. And so I encourage you to let the treasure within you, that gospel, leak out into the lives of the people around you so that they might join you in giving glory and praise to the God who has saved you through his son, Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Take what you've learned today. Put it to work. God bless you in your ministry. Amen. pray. Lord, thank you for your words of life from Scripture today. There are probably many people listening today that have been experiencing suffering in their lives and wondering, how do I keep going? Help each one of us to trust in this word you have given us today and to use it in our lives as we face the hard knocks that come our way. In Jesus' name we ask this. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has encouraged you to apply Jesus' words of life so the treasure of the gospel might leak out into the lives of people around you, and they may join you in giving God glory and praise. Christian Crusaders is 81 years old. Our first broadcast went over the airwaves in 1936. 
You're invited to help us celebrate this anniversary with a gift of $81. Your donation will be used to ensure Christian Crusaders continues to broadcast the gospel for many more years to come. Please direct your gifts to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. To find out more about the many ways you can support our ministry, please call us toll-free at 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. Christian Crusaders cares deeply about the spiritual lives of our listeners. If you have a concern for which you desire prayer, please contact us by visiting our webpage and follow the Is This For You link. Our board of directors and staff are dedicated to lifting our listeners up to the throne of grace through intercessory prayer. Our internet address is www.christiancrusaders.org. All requests are kept confidential. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Rev. Steve Kramer. Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and Speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 81st year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.